Peace family, peace family. This is conscious of crazy, conscience um, with with knowledge, or or am I crazy? You know, with a mentally unsound mind. This is conscious of crazy podcast. Conscious said, conscious of crazy podcast, and um, I have a very special guest for the people. I definitely love the vibrations and the content and uh, the positivity she represents. And um, yeah. Definitely uh, let her introduce herself for the people. And, uh, yep, there you go. So uh, introduce yourself to the people. What, uh, um, I guess, your journey and uh, like who you are and then your Instagram, et cetera. Yeah, we can get started. Okay. Hello, everyone. I'm Ahava, also known as Jana or Soraya. Okay. Um, you said my journey. So I am a, okay. okay, so I was raised in Atlanta and I was, I grew up a Muslim. So, ooh, first interview jitters. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So, yes. Right. Yeah, I was there and like your experiences there and then your travels into the spiritual um, knowledge of things. And of course, I think you reside currently in Costa Rica, like your journeys and your experience yeah. yeah, so um, growing up in Atlanta, I grew up with my mother in a single household, just her with me and my three brothers. And um, she was very, very strict parent which is um that that played a huge part in me being um like the black sheep and really venturing out to um experience all that I needed to experience so when people ask me when did my journey start it's really just been my whole entire life and I think we all can kind of um relate to that but as far as me consciously being aware of the journey, this this came about, um, I want to say like 2018. So right after I had my son, it began with my son. He made me want to do better and start eating better and, yeah. you know, just um, stepping into my newer, my higher self. But um, consciously aware of it, I have a little brother who read if anyone's um aware of Eckhart Tolle the philosopher Eckhart Tolle he -hmm. wrote a very powerful book the power of now and a few other books new earth and so he's a great philosopher I definitely recommend him he's probably the only book that I've literally actually like read through and through like believe it or not I I do not really read books I've always just been a self-philosopher yeah so So, um (laughs) Right. So, um, four agreements. Yeah. Huh? Said mine's is probably the four agreements where I just start reading, you know, novels back to back. Yeah. Who who is that by? Oh, the four agreements. Uh, I think Miguel. I forget the. I think Don Miguel. I might be. Um, I forget the author's name, but it's there. Definitely a powerful book. Okay, I might have to check him out. 
Um, but yeah, so my little brother, he was just having um, issues with his emotions. And he said one day he just looked up how to, I think he said how to look, how to control your emotions or something to that extent. Mm-hmm. And so Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now came across the, I guess, Google where he searched it and he read the book and then recommended it to me. And that was where my journey began because that book, that was my first ego death, like completely, immediately, like woke me up. So that's where it all started there as far as like really being aware of the journey and not being sleep anymore at all. And so that was in about 2018. Um, So yeah, it's just been uphill since then. And uh, I guess we can tie it in, of course, to one of the topics like overcoming past traumas and past relationships. Like, um, how did like like once again your journey? Like, what's the process of overcoming, or what's been the process of overcoming those past traumas and past relationships? Okay, so um, I guess we can start with the first relationship that we all have, which is with our parents. because that dictates yes that dictates your relationships throughout your life and how you view yourself as well so my relationship with my parents was a it's it's so it's so deep so for one um my dad wasn't really there like that because him and my mom were going through what they were going through and so um we were raised in Alabama at first and then when they separated my mom moved to North Carolina then she moved to Atlanta and so my dad just has been in Alabama all of this time so he wasn't really there like that um and so I didn't really have a relationship with my dad too much but he still has impacted me you know a large amount but to really speak on my mother um I just want to tread lightly because, you know, I have nothing but love and compassion for, you know, my family and everyone who has contributed to my journey. But truth is truth. So yeah. I just want to say that before I give any, you know, details on anything. Um, I my mother was a very strict. I want to say like strict and we were like we were stuck in the house like 24 seven and she didn't really like us to have mm-hmm. company. So it was like, I was the Christian back home, like Christian background, you know, bedtime curfews, you know, keep the door closed. Right. Of course, you know, keep the court door closed. If you got company, I mean, open, if you got company, you know what I'm saying? Keep that door, right. <laughs> et cetera. So I've been there. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? They have the best intentions. That's the thing about it. But, you know, it's just about it's just about misinformation. It's it's really what the black community has been taught to do to try to keep your kids safe is like shelter you from the world and hide things from you when it's, it should just be the complete opposite. Because we're going to we're here to experience from a child. You want to get out and adventure and experience. It's our nature. And so what they try to do is 
shelter us from the things that they feel will hinder us, but we really just need that experience. And so I always tell people that, um, you know, strict parents make sneaky, sneaky children because nobody is going to deny their nature for too long. Even if you deny your nature in this matrix society until you turn 18, you're going to get out and get buck wild uh, because all of those suppressed years that you haven't been. Huh? I said them church kids, you know, preacher's son, you know, pastor's daughters. Right. You uh, you, exactly. uh, You're keeping a social butterfly in the house like that. You know, it's just going to they're going to erupt. You know what I'm saying? It's going to lose it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And so that was that was me. I was since I was about about 12. No, I want to say I want to say like 13 or 14. It started around 13 or 14 when I was like really entering my teenage years to when, you know, all of that staying in the cul-de-sac coming in, (laughs) coming in super early, not being able to hang out with, with this and that person, all of that you know, I just started bucking the system and experiencing what the universe had in store for me to experience, whether that be boys or friends that my mother didn't want me hanging out with or parties and this and that. And I was always just, I was never like the the person who was in the nonsense. I wasn't a part of the nonsense, but I just had this desire to be there and experience it, to just observe it. and so that was that was always the role that I played what I would be like the goody two shoes in a in a group of people who are like riding around doing hood drama doing hood stuff you know crazy all the crazy antics you do when you're um a teenager but I would just be there observing and I just enjoyed just being there experiencing it and so you know yeah yeah yeah, being a fly on the wall. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely played that role. I was, a, I was an introvert, outcast, you know, just chilling to myself most of the time. But yeah, like, you know, over the years, and I definitely erupted into someone social, someone passionate about communications and all that. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's beautiful. See, the journey will force you to do that because our purpose is going to open that throat shock and make you want to be social eventually so that's beautiful yeah and um yeah I feel like with, once again with the relationships and of course it ties into once again knowing the difference between um you know twin flames soulmates um life partners and just cosmic partners like what's what's been your ventures with uh I guess I'm, I'm assuming that you probably bumped into pretty much all those you know, type of relationships, you know, and the difference between a twin flame and a soulmate. What's been your journey on that? Because I feel like the people, sometimes the people um, fall in love with twin flames or soulmates. And, you know, sometimes they be, you know, just, they just there to teach us a lesson, not like, not, you know, be in our journey or be, you know, like ride, you know, ride on the train with us. Right. Like, they just, they just there for a couple stops. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Because they got, you know, they learned it from you and like, oh, yeah, but what's what's been your path, like path with all those, um, all those different type of people? Um, okay, so my first real, like consciously being aware 
of the relationship was with my son's father and he was my karmic so this a karmic for anyone who doesn't know what that is is a person that is literally like the mirror of all of your flaws like they don't really mirror anything else to you they don't really mirror too much of the good they are strictly just there to allow you to see your darkness and so that is who my son's father is Mm -hmm. and that relationship oh my gosh when i tell you it passionate and drama (laughs) people if you look up relationship you know intense connection you know passionate and drama you know passion and drama yeah oh yeah had a couple and and source has (laughs) right and source had the nerve to make that a child be born in that so i couldn't get away from it Mm-hmm. but I needed it I, I sent him nothing but love and like I needed that because there's no other way that you can like ev- the way that we're programmed to be is we all want to just see feel like we're a great person and yeah. you know at ultimately we are but we don't realize how much energy is packed on top of that great person and so he was the person to trigger me so much to till I was able to see oh wow you do these things too you know what I mean and so mm-hmm. I began to as I seen these um this dark side in him I was able to over the the five years that we went back and forth with the the drama I was able to heal those parts of myself because I didn't want to be anything like him or anything like the way he was he he made me feel so Mm. yeah that that was my karmic and And, um for the and for the what are these triggers that because i think the fellas need to know that we trigger you know both parties you know trigger each other but what what are some of the triggers that you know um that happen like because i could definitely tell you some triggers too um (laughs) (laughs) um let me see pride (laughs) right extreme um, like lot like I'm talking about just way too much pride there there are people who have, have like pride and it's like a it's like a, a doable amount you know what I mean like a normal amount but he had an excessive amount of pride I'm talking mm-hmm. about anything that <laughs> I said he combated it doesn't matter what I said he wasn't able to it, take accountability for anything whatsoever and so pride was one of them and I had I had an amount of pride but it wasn't the thing about it with the universe (laughs) like there's no way I could have missed what the universe was trying to show me with him because my flaws that I had he had them an accessible amount so it was like look at this this amount of pride times 10 that you have so it was no way I could miss it but yeah so he had an accessible amount of pride um a definitely wasn't the most honest wasn't an honest person at all if I'm just being 100% real Um, it's like languages I mean we sometimes brothers lie just you know just this is something we do (laughs) it's like we we just just program sadly to put 100 on 10 (laughs) <laughs> yeah. You I and I have a compassion. I have compassion for everybody and I'm able to understand, 
you know, take the time to understand why people do everything they do, because it all starts from your childhood and your programming. And if I can say why I know he lies so much, it's because um, being a witness to him and his mother's relationship, she was, and he used to tell me like when she was younger, when, I mean, when he was younger, she would um, like, if he did something that she felt he needed to be disciplined about, he would ask, she would ask him, did you do this? And if you tell me you're not going to get in trouble and then he would get in trouble. So he started lying and that's where his lying began from a, from a child. So you program your children, you program these things in your children from a very young age. And then also um, just this society teaches men to manipulate, to be, especially when it comes to women, it mm -hmm. teaches men to just naturally be manipulative to get women. And so I can't blame anybody. Like we're in a society where our people have been brainwashed. And I, something I don't get in the conscious community is like, I get we're passionate about waking people up, but how, why is it so hard to have compassion towards others for being brainwashed? You know what I mean? It's not their fault that they're brainwashed. They've been brainwashed and you're mad at them for the hypnosis working. You know what I mean? So I just try to keep that thought process in mind when I'm dealing with people and their trauma and their darkness because it all stems from somewhere. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, fellas. Yeah. Like sometimes I've been in situations where, you know, I could tell, I could say the truth and then it's just too hard to, you know, on the opposite part. Like I'm telling you the truth. I'm like, nah, I just, you know, like, you just couldn't believe it. Like, dang, oh, okay. I told right. you the truth. Like sometimes right. it yeah. can't be, uh, you know, it can't be uh, digested. <laughs> right yeah, yeah. That, and that's that's another thing that could cause you to to feel like you have to dumb it sugarcoat things you know yeah it's a lot of things i sugarcoated for sure it's like yeah it's all right let me say it this way <laughs> it's like let me say right let me let me edit again and I, <laughs> you got and you i can edit. definitely right i can definitely appreciate the honesty too yeah. here you pick one yeah, and like it was a podcast I did a while ago. I feel like for some reason, you know, the bad, like, you know, the ladies love bad boys like the movie. And <laughs> I feel like some people got to understand, like, he's not going to be long term. He's a fun summer. <laughs> it's like, he's a good time. But like, mm -hmm. wow, like, yeah, he going he gonna to scorch the, the forest. You you shouldn't mess with him for a while. <laughs> like, right. He going to scorch right, the forest. Right. But, um, has it uh, been any life partners? Cause I feel like, uh, I guess outside of my family, I've been, you know, I've been finding distant people that are like, yo, okay. Yeah. They, they consistent people in my life. Like has it been life partners and then like soulmates. And do you feel like he was a soulmate to you at the time or twin flame? I'm sorry. Give me a moment. Oh. Um, so have I said, have I had, have I come across any life partners that are still here present day? Yeah. And uh, like, have you, uh, has it been, I guess, have it been strong connections that you, uh, that you held on to? Because I, I, I think I'm realizing like people cut people off fast sometimes. <laughs> you know, right. They just got, you know, they have conditional love and like I, I go into relationships, you know, not having conditions or terms or, you know, demands or like, right. you know, like that's how I treat relationships. Like you know, I treat everybody long term. 
and I think that's my problem, sadly. <laughs> it's like, I no, that's, somebody that's, not a, that's not a problem. That's not a problem. That's because you're, you, you're being your authentic self and nothing here, you're not supposed to treat anything like it's short term. So if you're expecting long term, that's, that's what you need to continue continue to approach that's the same way you need to continue to approach relationships because you're going to attract who is for you so I wouldn't switch that up but as as far as I go um I have not come across any relationships yet that are here present day now I have met my twin flame but that was seasonal like you said that was a seasonal thing and I can go into that if you like okay Um, okay, so I met my twin flame about a year ago, actually, and that whole situation lasted for about, uh, about four months. And when I tell you the, the, the experience of a twin, that's why it lasted so, such a short time, but it was so impactful, like, Oh my gosh, extremely intense because not only is this person mirroring your darkness, but they're mirroring your light. They say a twin flame is a split or two split souls. Mm. So just me, first of all, just me seeing him, I saw him on a, I actually met him on Instagram, just to be clear. So I saw him on a, a live and immediately felt like I, I've never felt drawn to somebody you know what I mean it's always been right. like a get to know you and then I, I start you know in um enjoying your company usually type thing it's usually like I, I grew to like people who um pursued me that's how it usually went with my past relationship but yeah. as soon as I seen him I was extremely drawn to him and I couldn't explain it. I couldn't explain it at all. And so, you know, I've never been the type to approach people. And I actually started like, <laughs> the, 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 the pull towards him was so strong that I had to explore it. So I started like telling him, like just being completely bluntly honest. And then he ended up telling me that, you know, he accessed his Akashic records and he felt like he saw that we were once married in a past life and yeah. this and this and that. And so yeah. then I started to feel like, wow, you know, I wasn't really too in tuned with. Um, I wasn't really too aware of what twin flames and relationships yeah. held as far as the spirituality goes, but I just knew that I had this strong pull towards him and he expressed that to me about you know having the same thing and feeling like we were soul mates and then I started to see myself in him fully like completely in in every single way it was actually scary and so but I was at a point to where I was um I was like entering this self-love journey so I was completely accepting of him and for him, it wasn't the same. Mm. You know what I mean? It was, I felt like it was, he wasn't, obviously when a person is judgmental and right. towards other beings, it's because they're still judging themselves. Yeah. And so that's what I felt. He was still in a too. place to, 
it's like right. just finding problems like yo what's like ain't no problems here like oh yeah it is like yo like what what's the problem right <laughs> find the problem out of the blue like yeah and yeah for the people i feel like my breakups be like divorces like man i'll be really and that's what some men like um we commit because i feel like most men that are serious about the person like they they most men they commit hard i, I commit hard like if i'm serious about you I ain't playing about you. You know what I'm saying? I'm holding your hand every chance I get. Like, I ain't playing. <laughs> it's like, I'm serious about my <laughs> But, like, and then I realized that, um, like, most men, some some men fear that, like, the change that relationships can cause in them. And, like, we I feel like some men, we, we go back to the independence. And it's pretty much when a man is, like, committed to a woman, like, he's battling, like, yo, I, was, I feel like I was better in my independence. Like, oh, I feel like this ain't helping my independence. Like, it's like a it's like a, a tug of war. That's why some men struggle to commit because they, they're not ready for that change that relationships causes sometimes, most of the time. But yeah, that's why right. they got to be serious. You know, some men, you know, it's for the ladies to let y'all know, some men, they, they love sex. And then you think that he in love with you. Like, nah, he, he loves having sex with you. And some men yeah. in relationships for the wrong reasons, you know, and and that be leading women on too, too hard. I, I hate when that happens. Yeah. Right. Right. It's it's all it's it's so much to it. It's it's the it's society and then it's all just people um projecting. Yeah. That's all it ever really is. <laughs> and relationships are the top um mirror for us in this world. So, you know, people project on strangers, but the way that a person projects on a person that you're in a so-called romantic relationship with is going to be very intense. So, you know, just to bounce off of you saying men getting in the rela- getting in relationships for the wrong reasons, it's all a, a lack thing when they when they lack something and within themselves. And it's the same for the for the ladies as well. Yeah. So, um yeah, so that that relationship there, um, and you know what? I was we were both because the the thing is our lives were mirroring each other. So I had just got out of the toxic relationship with my son's father, and he had just got divorced from his wife at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> we both are leaving these long term relationships at the yeah. same time, and then we cross each other's paths unexpectedly and so I don't blame him for anything at all it was just I'm talking about an experience like okay so he did a few things that like really really hurt my feelings Mm -hmm. but I needed that because notice the men need to notice like what is what are the things that he I feel like some men do this unknowingly too like some men like then and I think that's that's the issue too, like understanding your partner because sometimes your partner don't even understand his flaws or on the other side, like but what's what's like the flaws he right he uh like displayed. So I feel like we sometimes we're not aware of our flaws. Right, right. Um well he was he just wasn't able to because I am like a I'm I'm a very raw person and I'm going to tell you the blunt truth, whether it hurts or not. And I want that reciprocated. You know what I mean? So 
he was not able to be raw, uh, you know, to my face. Because, like I said, we were both that, in a... <laughs> huh? Oh, man, man. I don't know, man. Us tongue is sharp, man. I don't know, man. Us being truthful all the time. It can be unfair. No, it's no, 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 no. Right, it's right. it's mandatory for 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 all women right, who right. are living in their truth. Not I'm not I'm I'm way more concerned about living in my truth than I am about protecting my emotions or mm-hmm. you know anything like that. I would rather my heart be completely broken than to live a lie. You know what I mean? And I'm going to respect exactly. you that much more you know what I mean but a lot of people you know from viewing the either either they're viewing the present from through the eyes of the past so meaning dealing with people who once they told them the truth they got this reaction that they didn't like maybe that could be the case or you know we just live in a society where everybody's so sensitive so we just speak on the positivity yeah. And I'm not that person. I'm not just the person who's going to speak on the positivity because that's not true love. It's not just positivity in our face. It's not just positivity within our being. So I just want to live in the blunt truth. You know what I mean? And so I think that um, for one, he was projecting on me because, <laughs> because obviously if we're twin flames, and you're you're judging me you're obviously judging yourself i think i already said that so we were like i said we were both in a transitional exiting those relationships so i was in a whole lot of pain and it wasn't healthy at all for us to be trying to build anything at all he was going through a divorce and i had just exited a a toxic relationship so i was viewing everything through the eyes of this pain and so was he and so i wasn't um so much tapped into myself and i wasn't i wasn't at all practicing self-love to be honest i was completely reliant on things outside of me and so when I came across this connection that's already intense, even when you love yourself, mm-hmm. I was pouring everything into him because that's what you do when you're in pain and you're, you know, you're just not really aware. You know what I mean? When you're not loving yourself, you seek everything outside of yourself. When you're not meditating, when you're not taking care of yourself, when you're not doing the things that you're supposed to be doing to fill your cup so that nothing yeah. can pull on your energy. Yeah, you met, yeah. And so you I, your cup. Yeah, like, right. I've been in those codependency situations where, you know, that exactly burnout, codependency. You know, that burnout is, you know, right. You know, I, and I told and hinted like, yo, I like your energy. Say, so, hey, I don't hear the, co- you know, <laughs> yeah. Like I love my space. I'm a Sagittarius, Capricorn. I love my space. I believe in space. <laughs> it's like, like I care. Right. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, it's been. I've been in those situations, and then like the intense factor of things. You know, sometimes try to, you know, overview the the problems. And I feel like yeah, like I've been in those situations right. where you know relationships was just based right. on the intense moments and you know sex was keeping the late the relationship <laughs> it's like nah like you gotta get mm-hmm. out of those you know definitely gotta get out of yes those. Yeah. yes and and the thing is when you're in them when you're submerged in them you cannot even see that 
you cannot even see how how much your um your actions and everything you do and everything the way you perceive everything is interpreted through pain because codependency is a um product of pain and so it's like I could now that I'm I see and I love myself and I am reliant on nothing outside of me I just can't even put myself back like I have no idea who that person was (laughs) you know what I mean I can't even put myself back in the mentality of the way that I was acting and the things that I, I was doing and it's just so freeing you know what I mean and it makes you want to free others who you see in these codependent relationships and codependent relationships with people and things because you know we just live in a world where everybody's looking outside themselves yeah and yeah that's the thing and sometimes you know on the codependency side you know they don't they don't see the the errors going on like okay i'm putting like oh i don't even have my own cup like i'm just using his cup it's like nah, that, right? Like nah, that's his orange juice. I ain't bought my own orange juice. Like nah, like yeah. <laughs> like I'm taking his avocados. Like I ain't. <laughs> it's just like yeah, it's like right. And then when it becomes that, and you know, it becomes that situation, you know, the tug. Like yo, you tugging like, like but like yo, let's stop and reset. Like nah, ain't no reset. Like mm-hmm. we can't reset. But yeah, it's just uh, yeah. It's just an issue of uh, that a lot of that, and I think social media doesn't help. And sometimes we get influenced on what our relationship should look like versus actually understanding mm-hmm. the person you're starting a relationship with. Like, right? <laughs> some people, you know, put you know, pr- once again, project an image on you that you never represented. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. it's like yo, you you on your full Bob Marley, and she expecting Obama. It's like, yo, I'm not Obama. <laughs> it's like I, I don't want to be Obama. I didn't come as Obama. I don't have a fade. Like yo, I got dreadlocks. <laughs> it's like I ain't trying to. Right. Be I think. <laughs> I think. I think that is one of the biggest faults entering a relationship with expectations. Like there should be no expectations of of any relationship that you're in. You're not supposed to enter a relationship expecting anything from anyone they say that it's like it's the saying that true love is appreciation and not expectation because when you expect something of someone first of all that's channeling from the ego and then yes and then second of all um we're not we all have our own individual paths no one owes you anything the the beauty in it is that we're all on our own individual paths and we can walk this path next to each other it's not we're walking this path in this relationship you know what I mean has its own you you get what I'm saying like we have our own individual paths and we get to walk this path 